Welcome in to the All Things Go podcast, episode 18. I'm your host, Derek Yoder, joined as always by my co-host, Brian Murphy of Stuart Haas Racing. And Brian, you are live on location in Austin at Coda this weekend. So how are we feeling? Uh, not bad. It's um, Man, it's my first time in, in almost two years that I've been able to travel um, on the competition side and, and you know really kind of tinker on the cars at the racetrack. So it's it's quite a change since the last time I, I did this. We have a whole new car. Uh, you know the, the tech procedures are, are quite a bit different. The weekend layout is is extremely different, um, even though it was a, a race or an event in which we had a little bit of practice. So um, but man, it's so good to be back. I, I didn't realize how much I missed uh, being on the road until this weekend and um, you know seeing all the officials and and all the guys and, and gals on the other teams and and kind of going through the the motions that uh, I did two years ago has really been uh, a very exciting experience again to say the least so um, you know again this this garage it's it's a family we travel 36 37 weekends out of the year with these people when you're on the road full time and um, you know it really does become kind of like a family in in how you treat each other and in everything that comes with it so um you know to, to see the the officials ryan stephanie um you know bradley on the truck side and and all the people i've spent so many weekends of my life with um really again has been special so i might have to uh you know come out of retirement a little bit and maybe travel a couple more times this year for sure um you know it's it's crazy you know, we were talking about this in the truck today, just, you know, how different it is without having practice every week. It's it's so difficult for not only our teams, but just teams in general to find that rhythm and and get comfortable with each other um, when you start bringing new people on the cruise. And, um, you know, w- without that practice week after week after week, um, you know, when I first got in the Cup Series, uh, I would go on the road as a body guy and I asked, I would ask them, you know, how can I help? What, what can I do to help you? And they would always tell me, go away. They have, they have their own, you know, way of, of working with each other. They can just look at each other and kind of have a sense what needs to happen. And, um, you know, as a body guy, you're just kind of there to, you know, be there in case somebody wrecks or, or something bad happens. So again, it's, it's kind of, as you walk down the garage and you, you see everybody kind of still feeling each other out, trying to find the tools, um, you know, trying to, to regain some of that, um, I don't know, what is that, that rhythm, like I said, or just whatever it is, that relationship with, with each other is, it's really interesting to see as, as um, you know, there's just very little time for teams to, to find that rhythm. So, um, but again, great to be back. Um, love Coda and um, yeah, exciting weekend for sure. Is this your first time at Coda? I know you like a lot of different uh, sporting events. Is this your first time at the track? Yeah, I've been fortunate enough. I worked in IMSA for a couple of years um, on and off, as as I think we've talked about. And Coda was never one that I ever made it out to. So uh, this is, in fact, my first time here at this venue. And man, what a facility this is. It is just so top notch from top to bottom. The garages are absolutely beautiful. The track is so nice. I, I really am more impressed with it than I thought I was going to be. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It, the atmosphere um, just feels it's it, the only thing I can compare it to is, is really like Indianapolis. And I don't know if it's because when you're down on pit road, you're kind of surrounded by stands on both sides, 
but it just feels so stadium like or or so in your face as a competitor that it really really kind of uh you know you kind of get choked up a little bit not in an emotional sense just a an overwhelming sense so the cars coming down the front stretch they sound so badass as they shift uh and, and go up that hill um that hill is just monstrous i mean it is a sight to see in person for sure i don't think tv really does that hill justice and and to kind of jump back, um, a lot of the drivers that I've talked to in other series where you had um, just these massive braking systems, uh, massive tires, even bigger than what we see in these stock cars, uh, the amount of load that they can put on that brake pedal because of the vertical G-forces that you see going up that hill is is really something, um, you know, the drivers are, are able to utilize with, uh, you know, they can stab that brake pedal extremely hard, a lot harder than you normally would without that climb um but again just this man this is just a cool facility uh we were sitting down in the um restaurant last night at the hotel chatting it up and and riley herp said uh you know this is one of the most fun tracks that we go to it's also one of the most difficult that we go to there's there's a lot of corners in this track that are just begging for drivers to um lose their patience and, and hit that throttle uh, before they need to there's a lot of um a lot of turns that just seem to go on forever much like you see uh um what's that turn at, at road america I'm, I'm losing it here um uh, uh you mean uh which one the the one that after they go down through like that back stretch area and then make the hard right turner up the hill that long right hander it's a long right hander um, oh yeah yeah uh like turn yeah. seven or eight where they just keep yeah, going yeah. and then it gets to the back yes. yeah yeah, yep. this this track, you know, it's it's crazy because unlike Watkins Glen, which has very few slow corners, um, but also unlike Sonoma, which has very few fast sections, this is kind of a mixture of both, where you have some very high speed drag races mixed with some, uh, you know, hairpin turns. So this place really is is requiring teams to hit on all cylinders when it comes to aerodynamics, handling, and horsepower. Um, and again, that driver can't get impatient on a lot of these turns. You, you can't just dive into the corner on the hairpins because getting a good run off um, these turns and, and carrying that momentum down these big straightaways is extremely important, uh, as important as it is to uh, not hit that throttle too early when you're coming around these long uh, swinging turns where, you know, if you hit that gas just a little too uh, soon, it's going to ups upset that car and, and kind of kill the corner. So very difficult track here for the drivers um, and, and crews as well. Yeah, no, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how uh, the Cup Series does this weekend. Obviously, no stage breaks, which is a big uh, talking point. I'm looking forward to seeing how that plays out uh, on Sunday. I know during qualifying, obviously, Eric, uh, a couple big names, names that people will see on the uh, the leaderboard down in 39th and 38th, one of them being Eric uh, Almarola. What happened with him uh, and what can you share there? Uh, pretty sure just he locked it up going into turn one um, bad enough where he actually flat spotted the tire to the point where uh, they were nervous that it, it just wouldn't be able to last any more competitive laps. So they kind of had to bail out on qualifying, unfortunately, really early uh, and and will be starting dead last. Um, hmm. You know, the, the other three, again, just just trying to find um, that momentum on this road course is difficult and. And we've kind of struggled all weekend long trying to to find some performance there. Uh, and, and with, again, only 50 minutes of practice, you you kind of go out, mm -hmm. you can run uh, 10, 15 minutes, shake down the car, let the driver get, uh, 
you know, get into their rhythm, kind of feel the track out. And by that point, you know, you come back in, you make a change. It, it takes a long time to uh, go around this racetrack. So you really only get one opportunity to make a change that's going to help you out. And after that, it's um, it's all up to, you know, the work you do back at the shop, the simulator, and, and hoping the driver just, uh, you know, figures it out quickly. We know the low downforce package is being implemented again this week. We saw a 15-minute practice session on Friday. So how much of that will play uh, at all a difference in the race on Sunday with the Cup Series from top to bottom, if any at all? Because I know a lot of people on Twitter want to make it a big deal. Like that package is really going to do something uh, and make some type of a, a difference. Does it? Is it at all? Do you guys even think about it or is you know, are we going to see probably the same players that we would typically if we came here with whatever package was last year? I think it's a lot like what we talked about before Phoenix, right? Um, you know, is it going to change who is good, who is not good? Are you visually going to see a difference? Probably not. But you really have to look throughout the field and, and hope that, that you know, throughout that mid-pack that maybe it's easier for drivers to make passes or make moves and not be affected so much by that dirty air. Um, you know, I think I think this package will make Coda much racier. Um, you know, not being so stuck to the ground is something I think these uh, stock cars, something we need to move forward with, especially at the road courses and short tracks. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to see this package here tomorrow. I'm not so sure. Again, it's, it's going to be like Phoenix. I just don't think you're going to see anything um, life changing when it comes to to the the racing and the, and the product we see but um uh again just trying to find make small steps forward trying to improve the package trying to improve the product that we see little by little and again i we talked to andy lally um parker klingerman i'm trying to think who else uh you know in a lot of people's opinions these stock cars you know on all three series put on some of the best road coursing in road course racing in the world and uh, for me there's not much to improve on i think um, Sunday's race is going to be absolutely fantastic. This track is extremely technical, extremely difficult, like we just talked about, and it's going to put all these teams and drivers to the test. And, and that's ultimately when I watch a race is what I'm looking to see. Yeah. Well, you mentioned two guys, uh, Parker Kligerman, Andy Lally, both uh, at Coda this weekend. I know you're a big, uh, big name podcast host now. Has uh, and Bob, you know, we just had him on. Got a picture. I saw him take a picture of you, and I made sure to blow it up for everybody to see on Twitter that you were working on the truck. So, has anybody come up to you, talk to you about maybe uh, when they were joining the show, or have you run into anybody interesting uh, since you've been in the garage? First time back in a while. Um, yeah, Bob, I, I walked by briefly. I said hi, but Bob's always just digging, right? He's always looking for um, the information and, and getting pictures and, and giving that inside look. So he's been diligent as always walking around. Um, Alan Cavana was the, the first guy I think that walked up. It was good to see him. Uh, he mentioned he's uh, doing PRN for the truck Xfinity and cup race this weekend, I believe. Uh, so he's going to be a busy guy. Uh, going to have a raspy voice, I think, by the end of tomorrow. He's got a, a long week ahead of him, but I'm really happy to see him uh, behind the mic and, and doing what he loves, and um, you know, I think he does a great job. So um, uh, other than that, it's just been our normal uh, or my normal, you know, people coming up and saying hi. And, um, yeah, I, I've gave a couple shout-outs to the podcast, trying to find some, um, some future guests. So uh, hopefully that works out. Uh, but, man, boots, uh, I'm Boots watching, on the ground I'm marketing. Watching, 
I am watching the truck race right now, and Todd Gillen did such a big burnout that there's a fire behind the left rear tire, and the truck is starting on fire. The entire truck is the back half of the truck looks like it's on fire right now. I don't know um, if anybody had uh, Todd Gillen winning the race. Zane Smith, on the other hand, I believe. Oh, so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Zane Smith. <laughs> Zane Smith. Zane Smith. Zane Smith. I'm sorry. Sorry. My bad. I know. Uh, I, I had. Just, I'm in shock. At, I'm in shock had, at what I'm looking at. I've never seen a burnout so big that starts the car on fire. I like it. Yeah, Kyle Busch did one years ago. Uh, who Gregson did one at Daytona. I think it was like two years ago in the front stretch when he won. Uh, no, I had to give you a little shit there with uh, the name. Yeah. I know you're, you're seeing a lot of different guys, but yeah. Yeah. So uh, Zane Smith obviously wins the truck race and uh, was, it was good. Like I said, that was what the first race that we'll see this weekend where no stages, they're, they're not stopping that. And I think that's great. Uh, there was a caution that came out in stage two where, you know, kind of acted like it would have before. So yeah, it would be interesting to see how Xfinity and uh, the cup series does. Now you're not doing anything for Xfinity uh with today you're you're waiting for a cup tomorrow and what do you do then tomorrow uh prior to like the race getting going yeah it's just uh again it's in these are all impound races now so the the cars are in the garage um not really allowed to do anything but warm them up in the morning check tire pressures and uh pretty much ship them on their way out to the um the front stretch so a really easy day tomorrow uh pre-race just kind of um you know again just warming up the car um, you know, talking with guests, there's, there, we have a lot of Mahindra people here this weekend, uh, really excited about the, having them, um, you know, come to this race where, where Chase Briscoe hopefully can, uh, you know, come from, I believe 19th and, and put on a good show for him. So it's always good when we get our sponsors here, uh, get to showcase, you know, the things that they are, um, you know, they're doing for us and the things we can do for them and, um, you know, kind of, you know, give them a good inside look on, on the sport, a lot of their, um, it's not just people from sponsors, right? Like when a, a company sponsors a truck, a lot of times they'll bring in um, their own customers or, or a lot of B2B businesses um, is going on in this garage. So it's really fun to kind of see all of that play out and, and meet new people and, and um, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, give somebody an experience that they remember for a long time. But, um, you know, that's kind of what Sunday mornings are full of now. I think I, I think that's really cool because a lot of people want to know what that behind the scenes uh, kind of looks like from a you know week to week standpoint when people are going to the track, especially those that work on the team. Now you mentioned something on Twitter, and I want to touch on it. Uh, you were talking about the road course crown. You want to touch on that at all? Uh, I think that's a really cool thing that is going to be implemented, and uh, people will just have to follow throughout the uh, the season. But uh, you want to go over what that's about and how people can kind of follow along? Yeah, I, I've you know, said multiple times throughout the last couple of years that I, I'd really like to see NASCAR adopt maybe a road course championship kind of like IMSA has with the Michelin Endurance Cup where, um, you know, in IMSA, all of the races that are over six hours, they collectively put together as a separate championship to kind of entice other teams or um, other drivers to come in. Uh, and, and it kind of gives a little more incentive and, and a little something extra for um, those that excel at, at these long races at the end of the year. And, and for NASCAR, obviously, the road courses have always brought some extra talent or some outside talent um, and allowed maybe certain teams to, you know, to compete at a higher level than maybe they're used to because of uh, the ability to bring these drivers in. And, and now with this Gen 7 platform, I think it gives almost all the teams a great opportunity to be competitive 
not just at workhorses, but anywhere. But, you know, as we see with Jordan Taylor and, and Kimi and um, Jensen Button, it, it really adds a little bit of extra flavor um, having these personalities and watching the cup regulars really start to take on their own craft when it comes to road course racing and and to maybe throw in this little championship like uh imsa has um i think would would be a you know bring a lot of spotlight to these races um to these extra drivers and um you know just again add add another storyline add another opportunity for maybe some sponsors to come in maybe some more opportunities for drivers or teams to to shine and um you know i think it would be a really cool aspect um, if they would implement it. And I kind of just got tired of, of waiting for it. So I figured what the heck I just, I'd start our, I'd start our own. So, um, if we call Love it the it. Red course crown, um, you know, we'll follow along. I'm going to have some trouble with some points. So, you know, everybody out there, um, you're gonna have to help me, Derek, we're gonna have to work on this together because I'm that good at, at, uh, math. And I feel like there's going to be oh. a lot of, uh, a lot of math to do. I feel like being a fabricator, you need to have some type of a knowledge in math. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm, uh, I'm a math guy, and I'm, I mean, uh, I do a lot with <laughs> statistics and analytics, so maybe I can help out in that way. Not, the, not the, uh, there's too many no? computers. I don't, I don't really have to do anything. That's true. It's all just kind of. <laughs> it's all right there. It's right there in your pocket. You mentioned Jordan Taylor, and one, one guy I want to kind of touch on, because Jordan obviously is replacing Chase Elliott, who's out with, uh, you know, he had surgery here recently, and so he's out for the next couple weeks. Taylor, who you know, does a lot within IMSA, very, you know, very successful driver champion in uh, many aspects as well. What, what is it about him coming into the cup series? Cause I have to imagine it is so unbelievably difficult, but he has gone out there. Although he's had some testing in the garage 56 car, a little bit of a different animal, same kind of make, but what is so, what has been so amazing about him coming out this week in this Hendrick Motorsports car? Qualified fourth, practice was top, you know, uh, one of the top charts up there. How amazing is that to see what he's doing? Yeah, it's fantastic. Just to, just to have him behind the wheel of one of these cars would be great. But the storyline of having to come in sub for Chase Elliott, unfortunately, but, um, uh, you know, be plopped in the nine car, uh, one of the best road course cars in the garage and um you know jordan taylor is really in in the prime of of his career he is you know such a well-rounded driver um he's been everywhere raced everything when it comes to sports cars um but he's really focused right now he's you know he's driven in in every way that you would want a a, a driver to be and you know he maximizes his age in a way that he's very confident, he's very mature, he's methodical, but he's also up to date on on all the technology that that is around him. You know, when it comes to the simulator, uh, you know, the the technology that is in these cars, what makes them tick, how they run, how you manipulate each platform so that it it, it does run fast. And and I think that's the biggest thing when you go from platform to platform to platform. You really have to sit down and try to understand what makes them go fast. And Jordan has clearly done that, whether it be behind the garage 56 car or whether it be um, in the simulator. But he he knows how to make this car um, lay down some speed and and his aggression level, too. It's it's those GT cars in IMSA. Um, they don't mess around, man. They, they are up on the wheel. We've seen at Daytona year after year, pretty much race after race the last couple of years. 
um, they beat and bang and, and they ain't worried to, um, you know, to, to rub vendors either. So I think uh, the cup series is, is extremely aggressive because of, you know, um, you know, how strong these cars have been in the past. They still are fairly strong when it comes to suspension, um, very strong when it comes to, to the body. So you can uh, bump and bang and, and get rough with each other. And, and I think Jordan's going to be there with his elbows up. So um, these cup regulars better not try to put something past them because I, I don't think he's going to be afraid to, uh, to to send them if, if that's the case. Well, it's amazing the speed he has already. What about Button? Have you talked to him at all, you know, since practice or qualifying? I know, you know, although he's with the uh, Rick Rare uh, number 15 car, that kind of is a shared SHR uh, car. So I know he's been doing a lot with you. Obviously, he was with Priest, and uh, Priest was kind of talking to him. They did a little video on that. So have you been able to talk to him, and what's been his experience, if you have? Uh, no, I really haven't said much to him, funny enough, because the the 41 41- the 10 and the 15 are all right next to each other in the garage. So, okay. um, you know, it's been, it's been nice for Roush Yates cause they can uh, send Mike, their, their motor guy, the representative yep. for us and Rick Ware. Um, he doesn't have to run around too, too far to, um, you know, to help us out and, and make mm-hmm. sure that we're, uh, our motors are, are doing good. So, um, but yeah, he, I've kind of just been focused on our cars, trying to see what I can do, how I can help or, or, you know, whatever that comes with that. But um, just visually um, looking across the garage, this guy is just having so much fun, man. I mean, um, you know, even even just backing the car out, installing it out, and then, um, you know, seeing him laugh when he gets out of the car because he forgot what switches to, to you know, flip up to, to get it started. And and just everything that comes with with learning, like, I, like we just talked about with Jordan, learning a new platform. It's so unbelievably different than anything he's other dri- ever driven from f1 um to super gt to um some of the sports cars this really is 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 a neat new experience for him to enjoy and and he's both extremely competitive obviously i mean he he put down some pretty good laps in practice he qualified uh 23rd i believe i'm not 100 sure exactly where but i believe 23rd um but the fun part about watching him do this is is he's making sure he's he's you know, enjoying all of it and taking it all in. So, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool experience. I think for everyone signing autographs I, with all these guys, Jordan, Kimi, um, Jensen. Uh, you know, the amount of fans that have been running up and just the open arms that they've given to signing autographs, taking pictures. Um, you know, it's it's bringing great spotlight to not only the Cup Series but motorsports worldwide. And and this is just something great to see this crossover from series to series to series, whether it be sports car, IndyCar, NASCAR, what may it be, this um, rising rising tides raise all ships. Is that what it is? Did I mess that that's up? That's it. Um, nope, you got that. That, uh, that uh, That's what we're seeing here, um, and it's a lot of fun. So uh, really excited to see how, they, how each of the races play out uh, tomorrow. Yeah, not too many guys can upstage Jimmy Johnson when he's coming back into the Cup Series. Obviously, this is his second appearance yeah, totally since forgot. he retired. I totally yeah, right. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. was just gonna say. So Jordan Taylor will start fourth, and then you got to go down just a little bit of ways, and you have Kimi Raikkonen. Did I say that right? Because I always been saying Kimi, but you're saying it's Kimi. Am I right? Did I mess that up? I thought it was Kimi Reckoning. <laughs> it is now. So he's going to start 22nd, and then Jensen starts 24th, and then Jimmy Johnson, he's going to roll off on Sunday in the 31st position. So 
it's a stacked field. It really is. O'Connor Daly, 35th as well. We didn't talk about him a whole lot. Uh, I'm still I'm still down from my uh, the bet that I made with uh, Chris Wheeler uh, about him in Daytona. So, uh, but nonetheless, Connor Daly will start 35th. So it's going to be a. I mean, it's a stacked field. Even Josh Balicki. I know he's in the 78, but Josh Balicki, you know, a really good road course racer as well. Somebody that can uh, get up there and mix it up within the top 20. So. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, Code. I've been ex so excited about this race, uh, the first road course race of the 2023 season. I think that really lends. I love this part of the schedule where we go this race, Richmond the following week, Martinsville, Bristol, Dega, Kansas, and then it rolls right into uh, Wilkesboro. What do you think about Wil Wilkesboro? So I'll, I'll actually go to that because there was a tire test uh, over the week where uh, Busher, Dylan, Reddick, they all tested. How cool is that, man? It's actually happening. Yeah, it's that place. Every time I see a video or a picture, I'm just more and more impressed with um, the whole project and, and how they're doing it. They really are showcasing the past uh, while bringing you know some fantastic upgrades. The, the new lighting, the new pit area is going to be amazing. Um, there's a bunch of structures going up that I think are going to really... Uh, they're in the same position. They almost look similar as the ones they had to tear down. So, um, but yeah, this this is just going to be so fun for for everybody. I think everybody at work, um, a lot of people have bought tickets. They're they're excited to go. Um, there's you know there's a couple positions for the teams open. Um, they're trying to find some some guys within the shop to maybe go and help out during that weekend. But it's it's tough because there's a lot of guys that. Uh, they want to bring their families and and sit up in the stands and and really enjoy and soak in um soak in the event from from the stands so um you know it's it's just it's it almost makes you speechless right to, whether you believed it would happen or you don't didn't believe it would happen to actually see it happen at this level it's not just a little fluff and buff they they this track is going to be around for a very long time and, um, you know, it's just amazing to see, uh, you know, the collective minds come together and, and just, um, you know, just, just bring this track back to life. It's the, the future is extremely bright, not only for Wilkesboro, um, but I think NASCAR in general, and this is one, one massive, um, leg for for everybody at nascar and smi to stand on when when you look at the future yeah well i can't wait to see that race and uh I'm, i mean i'm very excited about that that whole season uh that we're gonna have there so uh where else do you want to go because we we had obviously we had bob and ryan on uh last week then atlanta happened and uh obviously we kind of called it it would be a different not like a super speedway we thought maybe some of the top drivers would prevail obviously jimmy or i'm sorry obviously Joey Logano won the race. So uh, I know you've been busy this week and we've been trying to figure out when to do the pod. So where else do you want to go? What else do you want to cover? Yeah, just on Atlanta. Um, I was surprised how Speedway like it was, um, but it definitely Oh, wasn't. that's right. I forgot about this. How did I forget? Yeah. How about yeah. that, Brian? Yeah, um, super Speedway. It wasn't, it, Every single it was race. Not, Trucks, Xfinity, uh, Cup. Uh, you could put golf no courts out there and it been a super Speedway type race. The truck and Xfinity races were complete disasters. Um, I didn't say that they the had truck... to be success stories. I just said 
are, is it an intermediate race or is it a super speedway? And that proved you should have seen. You should have seen. Neither. Oh, it's not. It's not neither. It is one or the other. It's a racetrack. It's the, you have cars on track, so it's you have to pick one. Is it? Is it a super speedway no, or is it a intermediate? Yes, you Every, do. Everybody, almost everything. Everybody at the shop said neither. There, there is just it is. The people at the shop, what do they know? Listen, <laughs> this is me. I'm a fan. Here, when you're watching the race on Sunday, just look at the Cup Series. That is, you close your eyes and you just listen. It is exactly like a super speedway race. Why am I getting so animated about super speedway? But I'm yeah, here for it. it. I, I, will so say I was right. All I want you. I don't know the last time you told somebody they were right. I need you to tell me I, I was right. I don't know if that's fair. You were you were right that it was more super speedway than Thank intermediate. You. I definitely yes. it was more speedway than I expected. You know what it was, though? Awful. What? I thought, oh, it, my God. Yeah. It's the disappointing is... part because it's Atlanta. Taking Atlanta and making that into you know a super speedway type style race is the most unfortunate part because that place had so much character, wore out racetrack, and I know they had to repave it at some point. But then adding the you know progressive banking and all that, it's just man. You know, there's a track in Texas that I wish they would have done that too. And I'm not talking about Texas World yeah. Speedway or whatever it was. I'm talking about Texas Motor Speedway. But you obviously, on a couple shows back, you laid out a good idea of, hey, here could be like a Roval uh, type thing that uh, I forget who the driver was that you were talking to that mentioned that. But uh, yeah, so you guys at Atlanta had a little bit of you know a struggling day. Obviously, Kevin was leading, got turned. Whether it was the air, it didn't really look like Ross touched him a whole lot, but definitely manipulated the air as he got to his bumper spun Kevin out from the lead. He finished uh, nearly last Al Marola, another SHR guy leading the race on 71 lap tires had ran over something. That's what Goodyear deemed cut a tire off turn four. priest literally maybe 10 laps in uh, we had priest on last week. So I was really looking forward to seeing what he would do. Had a cylinder go down. I mean, you can't get more bad luck than that. And, but speaking of that, you guys don't have we don't have practice on super speedways and we it was a talking point after daytona would you guys have found that issue if if you would have had practice on friday yeah i mean i guess you look at it how many laps it took for you know whatever issue it was to to happen yes i i guess you could say we would have seen it in practice but um you know we send cars to the dyno every week we double check um you know, all, all the sensors, all the things we can double check to make sure that we are uh, as confident in every bit, whether it be a body bit, uh, engine bit or, or suspension piece, um, that we are going to the racetrack with a car that will last the four or 500 miles that we expect uh, to race. So it's sure, would we have found it, I guess, but, um, you know, that's that's not how you look at it. You look at it as there was an issue. Um, for whatever reason, and, and we just need to minimize those issues, um, regardless of when they happen or how they happen. And um, yeah, it's just it's bad timing, right? Um, you know this this whole year has definitely been a struggle for us at Stewart House Racing, and you know not not to really most of the time not to anybody's fault. It's just um, you know the the ten has been wrecked out of every single race, whether it's been. Eric's fault or not. And, and honestly, in my opinion, I don't think any of them have been Eric's fault or maybe most of them have been the 10 teams fault, haven't been their fault. So um, just bad situations. Um, you know, Ryan priest has had a couple races with bad luck and spun, you know, the, the clash we had um, 
an issue there that kind of took him out of that race and um you know atlanta the motor deal and and so um but we have a lot of instances where we've shown speed shown um some positive gains and you know that's that's all we can do as a team is just keep our heads down make sure everybody's working collectively and and trying to tackle I want to say the issue at hand, but I, I don't know what we obviously we don't know what the issue is, right? If if we knew what the problem was, it would it would be easy easier to fix. So it's just making sure everybody's you know dying their eyes and crossing their t's and and trying to make their certain part, their certain piece, or make their job, um, you know, do it to the best of their abilities and and produce the the fastest race cars that we can. So um, you know this this is sport, right? It's it's part of it. It's it's. You know, there, there was a lot of years there where some other teams had uh, some downtime and, and didn't win as many races that they wished. And, and we were out there winning, you know, 2018, we won 11 or 12 races. And 2020, we won 10 or 11 or 12 races. So, um, you know, the, the ebbs and flows of this sport are, um, you know, it's part of it. And it, it hurts when you're down. But it also makes, again, I, I think I've said before, I've stood in victory lane a lot of times and just kind of been like, eh. I guess. Okay, cool. Let's drink beer and, and get back to the shop and on to the next one. And, and you really start to get spoiled. And um, th- these are the times that really remind you why every win is special, why every stage win is special, um, why every pass matters, why tightening every bolt matters, why every thousandth of an inch when you are pushing the limits on these body matters. So, um, you know, just, just really excited to, uh, just, just see some uh, some performance gains, you know. See some momentum, and and um, you know, it just sucks when when a lot of these issues are out of your hands, and and um, you know, not to the team or driver or whatever, not to our doing. Well, it's one of those sayings which is you know it gets used a lot, but it's not how you start; it's how you finish. And I really believe you know you guys obviously having a lot of you are having some bad luck to start the year. Kevin has come out strong. You, you guys have shown speed at time. I mean, obviously, if you go back even to like the clash, we were looking at maybe even Ryan Priest winning that race and stealing the show. So, you know, we'll see how it goes this weekend at Coda. But then next week, you know, next week's a place at Richmond where Ryan said that he's very excited because he believes what they found uh, towards the late stages of Phoenix could be really good. That's obviously a place where Kevin won last year. Uh, we know what Al Marola does on short flat tracks, similar st- similar style, a little bit more high tire wear. Uh, but Briscoe obviously won on a similar track configuration. So never know, could turn around this weekend and then you guys could have some serious momentum heading into, uh, you know, the summer stretch. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be really cool to see kind of what happens and follow that along. The good and and bad part about Richmond is, you know, when you're in this position, I think you, you find a track that you run good at and you circle that and say, this is where we are going to figure out where we're at or you know where our speed is or um you know like last year i said when we went into the final richmond this is this is the racetrack where you know not only do you have to run good but you you have to get rid of all of yourself your your issues where you know you don't have self-inflicted problems um you, you know you, you you kind of call the race in a in a way that you know just flows well and and you know you, you kind of just feel yourself in a way right um and again here we are back at richmond and this is a track where we need to go out and and see who we are and 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 what kind of performance we have so um it's it's fun because you go there with you know 
your head held high and, and you go there um, kind of with your chest poked out. Problem is, if you don't run good there, man, that can that can really hurt some of that um, self-confidence. So, uh, yeah, really excited for Coda tomorrow. See see how that race plays out with no stages and and get back to the shop and, and start digging on the Richmond cars. Because, as I said, I think that's going to be a, um, you know, a flagpole in the stand in the sand for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. No, like I said, that'll be fun to watch how that plays out. Um, you know, we touched on a lot about the Cup Series for Sunday. Uh, is there another name or anything else you want to touch on uh, regarding Sunday or, or anything else you want to touch on from a motorsports standpoint at all? Um, no, I've, it's been such a busy week. Like we kind of said, um, you know, unfortunately, we're just getting to the podcast now, but it was kind of cool to do it um, from Texas, from the racetrack, um, you know, uh, we had a busy week getting ready for Coda, flying out Thursday. Um, you know, unfortunately had a funeral on Wednesday, so it kind of, you know, shook the week up there as well. But uh, yeah, it's it's really good to be back on the road. One of the best parts of, of traveling is is going out and sightseeing or, or checking out good restaurants. And we got to go to Terry Black's Barbecue um, after we landed on Thursday. And um, my brisket, man. I, I was pretty high up on my brisket, but I got some work to do, man. That that Terry Black's here in, in Austin, Texas is yeah, I, I I learned a lot, did some research and development. So when I get home, I'm gonna have to pick up another brisket and see what I can do because I, I got a long way to go to reach that guy's stuff. You going back to the R and D center back at uh Mooresville, are you? Yeah, yeah. I uh you know, did some some spying, you know, tried some stuff. So <laughs> um <laughs> you're asking hey i don't know if you guys know me i'm brian murphy i i do a lot uh can i just pop back in the kitchen and just check things out yeah that, that do, that's um, good they, i'm jealous they i'm very jealous tours. that you're down oh they do they yeah they do pit tours um that was on there we got there at i want to say 6 30 or 7 the line is out the door it took about 45 minutes to stand in line just to get to the door but it's, they take care of you. They got a few beer yeah. stops, so you can you know pick up a beer while you're waiting in line, um, and then you get inside, and it's kind of overwhelming because the they're they don't mess around. They're you know mm-hmm. what sides, what sides, what's a drink, what's a drink, what do you want to eat, and you know you're on your way. And um, but man, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, absolutely delicious food. That's one thing I will say about here in Austin is um, the track is only about 20 minutes outside of the city, and the city is just full of great culture. Um, great mm-hmm. food, um, obviously some great bars and, and great place to party. So um, definitely a place I would like to come back, check out the Moto P- GP race, which um, FYI, this is their opening weekend. Um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to follow along too much because of uh, obviously being on the road and um, but uh, had their first sprint race this weekend, which I am not very fond of sprint races for qualifying, much like we see in the uh, um, Formula One, but uh, uh, again, I, I wish I could comment more, but I really don't know anything that went on. So, uh, but for those of you, um, you know, at home, definitely, uh, obviously, this podcast will probably come out hours before. But uh, check out Mo GP race this weekend or or all year long. It's some of my favorite racing, uh, some of the most intense and uh, pure racing in in my opinion. These guys are just going out there putting it all in line um usually about 40 minute races because hey that's that's all they can stand obviously it's it takes a lot to wheel those motorcycles around but um always great shows so uh if you ever can check it out yeah uh definitely you know this is a really cool part too of like where all the motorsports are coming together and uh starting up if they haven't already so 
definitely check that out. Like Brian said, that's definitely another sport I'm sure that, or motorsport that we'll be talking about that I'll have to be watching. Like the other day I was watching IMSA uh, from Sebring and I couldn't believe it. I mean, I texted you. I was like, what the hell am I doing? I'm watching IMSA. I have basketball on one screen, which is my phone. And I got IMSA on the big screen because I know they were coming down to the finish and they obviously had that massive wreck uh, where the leaders got taken out in the LMP one. Right. Pretty good. GTP. 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 I tried. I tried. Technically, no, technically, uh, it's it's not LMP one, but uh, you know, LMP two, LMP three. You would expect the top class to be LMP one, but um, so I'm proud of you. You're learning. You're learning I, quick. We've we've I've we've had a you know we've seen a lot of racing here in the last couple of months that, that you aren't used to. So um, how am I doing? It's, it's how am I doing, part, Dad? Right? <laughs> am I yeah. am I making you proud? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, kind of like it's, it's, it's kind of like part. my wife. Like I, I feel like I know the information that I try to say it, and it's like, no, that's not, it's not right at all. So uh, that was a swing and a miss. But I will uh, keep watching that. But yeah, you guys got a lot going on in Austin. Obviously, the PGA, which you know is the Dell Technology Match Play event, is happening down there. I know you're a big golfer, Brian, and uh, <laughs> obviously Coda is happening there as well. So yeah, you guys got a lot of uh, you know cool area to be down there. And, I am jealous by all the food. So no, I, I'm glad that this worked out as well. We were trying to make it work on the schedule and uh, really glad that we were able to get it in before uh, the race on Sunday. So hopefully everybody tuning in now, whether you're a first time or you've been you know, tuning in and supporting us for a while. Thank you. And, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing what we have next week. Keep recruiting uh, while you're down there talking to some people because we want to have more and more guests on. So uh, you're a boots on the ground this week weekend yeah i'll uh i'll definitely be able to find some um some good upcoming guests for sure of of all kinds um you know i i did talk to one person this week our pilot i think that would be a great guest to come up here soon he seemed very interested uh you know there's a lot of questions being asked about how teams travel um what goes mm -hmm. into having a plane do you have a plane do you charter a plane so um yeah. that was one one guy that i think uh you know hopefully we can have on soon but um yeah tons of options that's that's the fun part of of this garage is everybody's open everybody's willing to share and um you know it's uh again sh showcasing what we do in the sport and mm -hmm. and the personalities behind it is is part of this show and and uh my favorite part about my job so um, yeah but again thanks everybody for the patience um next time i'll try to do a little better planning that's that's on me not Derek. i kind mm -hmm. of uh drug it out a little bit <laughs> so no um, no no but thanks uh Thanks for tuning in and, and this uh, special edition Coda at Coda um, for me. So um, excited for the race tomorrow. Hope everybody tunes in and um, thanks again, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks again, everybody for listening. Make sure you download the all things go podcast on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter as well, as we try to put out a lot of different content throughout the week. And uh, yeah, make sure you uh, also all everybody listening out there, maybe throw in who you want to see on the show and we'll see what we can do. So thanks again, everybody. Good luck, Brian. Good luck, everybody at Stuart House racing this weekend uh, on Sunday. And we'll catch you next week for episode 19.